everyone. Welcome to the latest episode of Dialogues on Applied Channel Theory. I'm Jonathan in Beijing, and today I'm here with uh, Nisa, who's in New York. Hi, Nisa. Hi, John. Hi, John. It's good to see you. Yeah, good to see you too. How are you doing? Pretty good. I'm recovering from a little bit of a um, sort of like fall cold, so um, but I'm on the mend and feeling good. How about you? Uh, uh, I think I'm recovering from an acute issue of eating um, probably some food poisoning from some kind of noodle thing, dish <laughs> I had yesterday or two days ago. Oh, no. Um, uh, I hope feeling better. better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Lots of joe and manto, I think. That's it. Nice. That's been my diet for a day and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Did you and do you, any you, acupuncture on yourself? I, I was just so tired. I was just, I just slept, I think, most of the day yesterday. Mm -hmm. So I feel mm -hmm. much better now. Good. Um, and you, did you do any acupuncture or herbs or anything? I did in the acute stages. Um, yeah, I mean, like the nape of my neck was so mm -hmm. tight and painful. Um, and uh, yes, yeah, so I did a bunch of like GB20 just to try to sort of release that wind. Oh, and um, yeah, um, but then yeah, sleep does wonders. So I just slept for like three days straight. Oh, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, today you were you were interested in sharing a case from uh, uh, from when you, your recent class you taught in was it Denmark? It was yeah, in Denmark, it was in yes. Copenhagen. Mm -hmm. um, I was there in mid August um, teaching the third of a series of courses that I had done. Um, I think starting in twenty eighteen. Mm -hmm. um, so it was the final course, and uh, we spent three days um, doing different uh diagnoses so we focused on sort of digestive conditions and um some tendinomuscular things uh women's health mm. um and um or reproductive health and uh on the last day we had um so we were basically doing clinical rounds so like using volunteers and um doing cases together as a class and um and the class was an interesting mix of people who had been practicing for quite a while, um, people who graduated about two years ago, and then people who were in their second semester of mm. acupuncture school. So it was okay. a wide range of experience. And so we, were, we had this one case of a, a woman with psoriasis. Mm -hmm. um, and it was a really, the way it presented was um, these pretty large patches on her scalp. Mm -hmm. And uh, the, the it got so bad that she had to shave her her um, her hair off um, just so that she could sort of like um, treat the skin better and it felt less irritated that way. Um, and the way it presented was also like really pretty uh, dark purple patches on her scalp. And so we did the intake, and you know. Um, and then we got to the channels and we did our palpation. And uh, we were, you know, it was one of those cases that's very confusing. Um, I'm sure you feel it all the time too, mm -hmm. where all the channels are very rea reactive. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and uh, so every channel felt very full, um, almost like the, you know, there was energy pushing back at you. Like, you know, mm -hmm. there's a lot of inflammation and you couldn't get into the spaces of the channels. Um, and it's confusing, right? Because how do you differentiate when there's changes almost across the board? Mm -hmm. um, and 
yeah, her pulse was very full and kind of uh, very bounding. Um, and her tongue was kind of a dusky purple red color um, with a thick coat. Um, so as a class, we were discussing sort of what to do in this case. Mm -hmm. and, um, and it was interesting to me because some of the more experienced practitioners started um, throwing out points that they might do for psoriasis. So, mm -hmm. you know, they were volunteering you know, like Spleen 10 or LI11 mm -hmm. and, you know, just a variety of points. There, there was a student who, I th again, I think she was in her second semester. So she was like, I don't know acupuncture points, um, but what I think I would want to do for this patient is to lift the bamboo steamer lid mm -hmm. um, and to release and uh, the heat and damp and help regulate and dredge the channels. Um, and I thought it was so interesting that someone, you know, so new to the medicine, like, you know, just kind of, um, uh, sort of got the understanding of how Dr. Wong approached physiology just from mm -hmm. this bamboo steamer picture. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, so yeah, it was really interesting. So we decided to go with the Xiaoyang treatment. Can you, um, uh, just review that, uh, for people who are not aware, like the bamboo steamer, just generally, just a simple yeah. summary of the bamboo steamer. Yeah, of course. Um, I just, yeah, I remember it so well. It's like, I don't know, the bamboo steamer is so meaningful to me because mm -hmm. um, the first time I met Dr. Wang, um, I just remember that was part of his lecture. So anyways, he um, described the internal physiology of the six levels using a bamboo steamer um, uh, sort of like sim symbol or analogy, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, and so each of the layers of this bamboo steamer represent the what's happening in each of the six mm -hmm. layers um so you have you know the sort of like water sort of bubbling at the bottom which is the energy of the shaoyin so it's like mm -hmm. energy potential um you know that digestive sort of fire that's kind of like keeping everything else warm mm -hmm. and then that's warming up the the tie-in um uh or like you know the heat there the potential mm -hmm. is kind of reaching into um, the middle of the steamer and mm -hmm. warming up the food that's in the yangming. Mm -hmm. And then that's creating like the healthy um, nutritive bath or steam mm -hmm. that is the tie-in. And then as the tie-in moves up through the surface, um, it warms the surface, which is the taiyang. And then the top of the bamboo steamer is um, the shaoyang. And so mm -hmm. the shaoyang, you know, the, the weaving of the bamboo lid um, helps to regulate the amount of heat and dampness that's kept within the steamer. Mm -hmm. um, and so Dr. Wong used that analogy of like, you know, if it's too hot and warm, you can like pull the lid back and that will kind of like create some more movement because mm -hmm. some of that heat and um, damp can leave mm -hmm. and you can kind of, uh, you can maintain that sort of microcosm within the, mm -hmm. um, the whole six levels by adjusting mm -hmm. the Xiaoyang. Mm -hmm. um, did I get to everything with the bamboo yes, steamer? I think so, yes. Okay. It's hard without the visual. So <laughs> um, um, so anyways, we had we had talked about the bamboo steamer um, on the first day of the class. And so the student was able to say, like, you know, I don't know the points yet, but if I think of the body as this bamboo steamer, what I want to do is lift the lid up. Mm -hmm. And so um, one, it was really wonderful just to see. Um, you know, even a first year student be able to kind of engage in the physiology of the body and understand the six levels 
that way. Um, and then, so we did use the Shaoyang for treatment and um, we did Sanjiao 5, GB41 and GB34. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, quite quickly, like I think within a few minutes, five minutes tops, um, you know, the students were sort of watching the needle and, you know, even by the time I got to my last point, her mm -hmm. face started to clear, like some of the redness in her face just really drained. And, you know, she kind of got a more healthy color in her face. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah. So it was a really, um, I thought I'd share that uh, one case just because it was such a, you know, both from the physiology end of it and then mm -hmm. to really kind of see a very immediate result, which, mm -hmm. you know, in clinic, we don't often get such immediate um, sort of responses. Mm -hmm. So that was um, a really nice example of how. Um, okay. Was yeah. there any follow-up? Have you been in touch with the students since then or? No, unfortunately I, I don't have the follow-up. So actually if, you know, um, I know some of them listen to this podcast. So <laughs> right, if right. anyone's listening from Copenhagen and you know this, uh, um, this student, um, or the you know student slash patient that we uh, worked on, send me an update. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. That's a great case. And like, yeah. um, did, was there anything in particular on her Shaoyang channels that you felt that were different from the other channels, or is it just all the channels had issues and it was hard to differentiate mm -hmm. based on just only the channel palpation? Mm -hmm. um, the Shaoyang channel had the sort of telltale, you know, kind of like the big you know, sort of lumps, or, you know, sometimes we call them speed bumps that you mm -hmm. can feel throughout the channel. Um, so there was definitely something reactive there, um, but it was hard to differentiate because um, uh, almost all her channels felt that way. In fact, mm -hmm. her whole body felt that way, right? Almost mm -hmm. like kind of there's like pressure from the inside out. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that's one of the times when the palpation can only get you so far and mm -hmm. then you have to use the theory um, so it really was sort of like, you know, if we think of the Shaoyang as really all the spaces in the whole body mm -hmm. or the Sanjiao even, um, you know, it's almost like the whole internal environment, all mm -hmm. the three Jiao's were dysregulated and, um, full of stagnation. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, it was, it was the channels, uh, they were all so reactive that we couldn't really feel the details. Mm -hmm. So I would guess that in the follow-up visits, um, you know, some of those layers would actually clear off so that mm -hmm. you could feel more nuanced changes in the channels. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you find similar okay. things in your clinic? I've seen some patients too with like that kind of shaya, like their overall, their body is really tense. So like when you palpate mm -hmm. all the, like the areas below the elbows and knees, they all feel tense, like all the channel spaces. Mm -hmm. But then maybe mm -hmm. for a lot of them, they're, they're, for people who have like symptoms more related to the shaoyang issue, like shaoyang chi stagnation, maybe they have a lot of like, tension in the, the shoulders, you know, they might have migraines, like, um, like the Shaoyang regions, maybe they have like mm -hmm. pressure in the chest, a lot of stress in their lives, then mm -hmm. and maybe like, yeah, and then obviously the hand and foot Shaoyang channels have changes, but just when regular, just by regulating the Shaoyang, like, for example, mm -hmm. using Sandro 6, GB34, or like what you were mentioning, mm -hmm. like Sandro 5, GB41, then as there like symptoms, like, like as you regulate the Shaoyang, that it seems to help have a good soothing effect in all the other channels too. So that mm -hmm. over the course of the mm -hmm. treatments, you repalpate the channels and they all feel more relaxed. So I'm wondering mm -hmm. if like, you know, like that overall, that Shaoyang Qi stagnation, like in like that Qi stagnation within the Sanjiao, like the regions that could affect like mm -hmm. possibly all the channels, right? That 
Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, yeah, I've seen that that kind of presentation, but I don't know if that's true for all, every patient with tension in their limbs, and that and that you only use a shion to treat that. But I have noticed that in some mm-hmm. patients with like if their root is shion she's stagnation, it can affect all the other channels too. Um, yeah, I think I also see it in, in like autoimmune conditions, you know, oh. where a lot of the different systems can be affected. And so again, like it's almost like all the spaces of the body just get very full. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. Um, yeah, I do find that, I mean, of course, like you do find the changes in the Xiaoyang to sort of confirm this, but yes. I find, yeah, by kind of like dredging that first, it actually creates some space to really see what's going on underneath mm-hmm. in maybe other channel systems. I did have a patient, uh, similar to your idea, of the idea of the bamboo steamer, like removing the, the top to clear heat. So this patient, she had from vaguely from what I remember is that she had a underlying like um, like low grade fever for quite mm-hmm. a n- number of months, and mm-hmm. um, so she came for treatments for this issue. This was about a couple of years ago, and um, so if I remember first what I did was like do fourteen because I was like oh just to kind of release the exterior. Um, mm-hmm. I, I recall like using points like uh, like small intestine three possibly for her at the beginning. Uh, just kind mm-hmm. of cleaning the heat from like this, the exterior from the Taiyang regions, right? So like releasing the exterior. Um, so she was really interesting because she was one of those patients who's super sensitive to her, her body. Like she's really acutely aware of everything that's going on. So even mm-hmm. when you would needle her, she would describe like the needle sensations very in exact detail. Like it's going up to this, you know, this region mm-hmm. here. It's traveling along this area. It's going, you have patients like that, uh-huh. right? It's like, yeah. or you needle one point. It's like, it's like going up to my arm and then to my neck and then going all the way down <laughs> to my foot. And like, yeah. so that was like extremely sensitive patients. So I was like, oh, okay. And um, so after that, then like, it's like, she would draw diagrams too. Cause she's had this issue for, it seemed like quite a long time. Like it turned out that was like a number of years. It's kind of like she, in addition to that underlying fever, uh, low grade fever, she also said, Later on that she had this kind of like migraines, basically like Shaoyang headaches, like a lot mm-hmm. of heat on the, especially on the right side of her head, it was all on the right side. And then mm-hmm. she drew diagrams about like how this symptom presented itself. Like she would say that like it was, she drew like 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 diagrams like as if they're like knots, like mm. rope that's all kind of uh, strung together in that mm-hmm. area. It's like things mm-hmm. are all kind of stuck together, right? So mm-hmm. um also later, she also did another diagram describing where the heat was because she was like, okay, on the when I first came, the heat was on the surface, like here, like she's right, like where she's pointing to like mm-hmm. the upper layer, like this the Taiyang region, and then she mm-hmm. now it's here, and she drew a layer that was like in between a deep layer and the upper layer, so in the Shaoyang regions, right, in between the mm-hmm. exterior and interior. So I was like, oh, that's she's just describing the Shaoyang, and then uh-huh. she had like you know when um, um, when I was palpating, like she had a lot of Shaoyang channel changes, like. Sandro 5, like, you know, those lumps there, and uh, it's GB41, 42, they're like nodules there. So then basically all I did mm-hmm. was just like Sandro 5, GB41 for her, and pro- mm-hmm. probably like GB20 from what I don't recall. And mm-hmm. then it's like the same thing, she was like, while she's not lying down on the bed, she could feel like the heat was being, like what you're describing, like heat was being like released, like from so her cool. skin, uh-huh. like venting, uh-huh. like you're saying, like venting. Yeah. And then she'd also start describing, like, oh, and those like tight knots, they're like loosening. It feels like things are Amazing. becoming smoother. Like, uh-huh. So that, that was pretty cool just to, to hear her descriptions. And just in terms of palpation too, like if I did like abdominal palpation, just feeling temperature, like her mm-hmm. stomach region was always cooler. But if you put mm-hmm. your hands on her sides, like the hypochondriac regions, like the sides of her mm-hmm. abdomen, they're hot too. 
Wow. So there's also like the Shion regions too. So she had a lot of the Shion heat that's just kind of trapped there. And then yeah. I guess uh, she came for a long-term treatment. So it's just basically like uh, using standard 5GB41, I think as the main points. And I think I did like bladder 62 too, because it was kind of like a Taiyang thing too. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. uh, for the headache too, because like that region related to like the Yangqiao kind of region. Mm -hmm. So like, um, and overall, like I think her, like that low grade fever had disappeared and then the main thing in that last, the majority of the treatment was just to treat that kind of migraine, that heat, that tension in mm -hmm. her head. And, mm -hmm. but yeah, just like going back to what you were saying, how like that Shaoyang and like opening the top of the bamboo steamer to like vent the heat was mm -hmm. definitely something that I think it was, could explain what was going on with their pathology too. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, it's fun to treat a patient like that who can be so detailed mm -hmm. about describing her symptoms. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you know, even the knot untying is, you know, it goes back to that, um, you know, that classic, um, you know, Dr. Wang used to love talking about that one. I forget what chapter it was, but like, you know, like, you know, path of or disease is just a knot that can be untied, and it's like mm -hmm. a, a thorn that can be removed, and like the patient basically described that exact thing, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Twisted and it un yeah. untied it. Yeah, that's beautiful. You could probably imagine someone like a patient 2000 years ago being like describing her, yeah. him, his or her symptoms like that too. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Like we're tied to, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the ancients, yeah. Yeah, she was like, cool. she was like, I don't know if I'm being silly by describing all this to you in this much mm -hmm. detail, but uh, this is how it feels. And I was like, no, no, please keep on talking. Yeah. It's really useful. I thought, because yeah. for me, it was like, oh, now it helps me understand more of like, you know, the love, what we learn in Chinese medicine, right? Like, or how they describe yeah. things in the classics. So I thought it was yeah. really interesting. So um, so I had let her, yeah. like, she would sit there maybe for like 10 minutes describing things and drawing, like that's doing these little <laughs> illustrations on a little piece of that's paper. So great. Yeah, that's so, great. Yeah. Um, cool. So how did, um, like, how long did you treat her for? She came for quite a, like at least six months, I think for like weekly treatments. And then, um, uh -huh. I think like over, like, as she's getting better, like the last few months, she was just coming like every two weeks or every three weeks or so. And mm -hmm. then overall, I think she was much better. And from mm -hmm. what I heard now is now she's, uh, I think she's getting into, uh, Qigong doing Qigong now. Uh -huh. So like, so I think that's, <laughs> she's probably gonna be super sensitive while learning that because She's so in tune with her body. Um, right, right, right. Well, maybe so that'll I, help to release some of that hypochondriac. I think so, that distension. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. yeah. Actually, yeah. I think what, now what I recall is that um, one of her, some of her symptoms started actually when she started doing Baduanjin. And then I think mm. she was, the way she had learned, like she's doing it online. I think it was just like some teacher she found online and then she was just following the videos. But that mm -hmm. teacher was like, I think it was probably improper instruction of how to do Baodanjin because that teacher mm -hmm. focused on like, you have to do a lot of the breathing techniques at first, which if you're mm -hmm. new to it, like I think if you focus too much on breathing, that could lead to negative mm -hmm. results, right? It could lead to that. Mm -hmm. In Chinese, they could say that in Soho Rumor, right? Like you go a bit crazy. So I think mm -hmm. like she was doing this breathing technique. She said like the way they're teaching it, like it made her feel really this lot of tension in her body, like especially along the Shaoyang regions, but also like, she started to experience that heat going upwards too. Interesting. So I think that was like, um, from what I recall now, that was one of the main things. Huh. So, so maybe I think the Qigong teacher she's studying with now is probably more reputable, or like mm -hmm. more experienced. Mm -hmm. so I don't know. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, that reminds me of another story that Dr. Wong used to tell about, mm -hmm. um, there was some, um, there was like a, a, 
um, a seminar happening in Beijing of like a Qigong practitioner. Mm -hmm. And Dr. Wang started to see all these people come in and they had this like really terrible headache. Mm -hmm. um, and then he was like, oh, you're from that class too. And you're from that <laughs> class too. So something about the um, Qigong work they were doing was like getting their chi blocked in their head. Um, yeah. And so he tells this, or he used to tell this story um, because that's how he started to use lung seven Smart SI3. and SI3 together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember yeah. that story? So yeah, 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 yeah. And do yeah. and um, yeah, but yeah, kind of. It's a great story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we see that in China. I think there's more of a resurgence of that again. Like doing a lot of people doing oh. qigong and stuff. Um, Interesting. But I don't know. Um, I haven't. I saw what like I think I mentioned in a previous podcast about a patient who had, uh, like, but he was a foreign patient who had like this kind of improper qigong i wouldn't say qigong practice but some kind of meditation practice that caused that disruption mm. to the rin and do but i've been mm -hmm. have i seen some chinese patients yeah some a couple of chinese patients who developed some issues related to like i think now it's like for a while it's like bad gene was quite popular and then mm. so i think a couple of people developed a lot of like stagnation the shaoyang from that i don't know mm. why mm. um and do you think the resurgence has anything to do with the pandemic like people being at home and wanting to practice qigong or no i don't i don't think so maybe um i don't know why but I th it's just maybe there's more interest in uh -huh. like things related to health cultivation in the past few years i've noticed or maybe mm -hmm. it's just the people we've been encountering like people mm -hmm. who search for chinese medical treatments already people who are interested in these more traditional things so right it's your demographic yes yeah, my demographic yeah. <laughs> yeah is there um, anything else you want to add no, I think that was sort of like the main thing, you know, like that, okay. that one patient kind of stuck in my head mm -hmm. recently. Um, and even just, you know, like, you know, I, I really appreciate that we have this like platform to kind of share ideas. Mm -hmm. And um, I just thought it was also just encouraging to see that, like, you know, um, even just like a little introduction to like the physiology can really just shift how we approach our patients in clinic and kind of like a get creative with like how to use the six levels so yeah oh that's yeah, great hopefully that's people great. find it interesting yeah thanks Lisa and maybe I guess we should we'll arrange another time to talk about more cases in the yeah. future okay hopefully soon okay thanks yeah. John yeah and rest well because I think you have to recover from all your <laughs> fall cold and everything yeah. like that yeah thank you you too okay have a good day okay or good night bye yeah bye, bye John <laughs> Thank you.